Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. On today's show, the Avs have reduced their training camp roster to, let's call it 28 and a half people because it's really 29, but it's really 28. Yeah, we don't even, we honestly don't even really know. Like, because the the taxi squad means that they could they could keep six, they could keep four. Who's how many guys are they having on the opening night roster? The actual roster itself that's not the taxi squad. We don't really know. Yeah, so it's twenty something. There may be a couple cuts left to make, or this might be it. I mean, outside of Keaton Middleton, who's still on the yeah. roster because he failed his physical. I don't know. Yeah, the Keaton Middleton still being on the roster made me laugh because it was like he failed his physical and they sent him away. I don't know. I don't know why we're still doing this. Yeah, definitely a weird one that they kept him on the roster, but he's on an AHL contract anyway, so Mm -hmm. not really relevant to the Avs roster. I feel you, Oro. I'm so ready for it to be Wednesday at this point. I think just about everybody is, but this is the worst part. This is like. Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, yeah, exactly. The the sit around, hurry up and wait time. That's the perfect analogy. I had never thought of that. Is it it's Christmas Eve? Eve. Yeah. <laughs> the, nobody calls it that. That's just two days before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you could call it's it December Christmas. Day. You could call it Christmas Adam. It's it's Oh, uh, because it came first. I see where you're going now. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the Avs made a significant number of cuts. Uh, we'll get into the, the kind of taxi squad situation a little bit, but I do want to start with the fact that outside of Kiefer Sherwood, all of the cuts were pretty much AHL veteran types for the most part. Most of the young guns are still mm-hmm. on the lineup. Now, does that really mean anything? <laughs> Not necessarily. They could still bring back some of those guys that they cut to the taxi squad or whatever, but it seems pretty encouraging, especially Bednar's comments about Connor Timmons the other day saying that, you know, this guy is, as it stands currently, has potentially earned a roster spot with EJ not being ready to go. Yeah, with the uncertainty around Eric Johnson, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll just put Connor Timmons into that lineup. Yep. He's on the roster. You know, but Bowen Byram is not. He's still he's still going through quarantine protocol right now, uh, so he's not part of it. But he's still on the roster. Correct. That that's. Uh, there's a bunch of weird, interesting things going on here with that because Byram likely won't be ready to play until game three of this. Won't be like allowed to yeah. play until game three of the season. Yep. Um. EJ, we don't really know, but, you know, the Evs have kind of hinted that he's not going to be go ready to go at least for opening night. Yeah. So we're finding out the holes in the Avs lineup currently, and while there aren't very many, there there does seem to be some impact on the defensive side. Yeah, um, and really we're able to, right now, they still have 10 defensemen technically listed on the roster. Through the process of elimination, we can pretty much get down to the opening night defense. Um, you remove Middleton. Yep. Obviously, you're down to nine. You remove Byram. You're down to eight. You remove Johnson. You're down to seven. And then um, that they've talked about 
Timmons likely making it means that Gilbert is the extra guy. There's your six for opening night. So pretty easy to just kind of whittle that one down, that position. Um, pretty straightforward. Goaltender is also pretty straightforward. Also, that they sent these guys, they reassigned all of these guys to the AHL right away. Um, I think says that they are not planning on having them be part of the taxi squad immediately. That they, sure. these guys can go down and they can start up AHL camp. The AHL season is set to, set to start on February 5th, which means their camp should be starting sometime in the next week or so. Yeah, and and uh, just from a organizational standpoint, let's be honest, a bunch of AHL veteran types aren't going to benefit from a month on the taxi squad like uh, like the kids might. Right, they've been those here guys. Those yeah. guys are, you know, those the the thing about AHL veterans like the the TJ Tynan, Sheldon Drys, Becchioni, um, Mika Salamaki types. They're they're drag and drop players. They are who they are. Yep. Uh, you're not talking about development. You're not talking about, hey, I really like this guy. He could be a real find, a real revelation. It's not It's not really what you're looking for, especially the guys that you've seen in the NHL for a handful of games when it just hasn't worked. Yeah, for sure. It, known quantities at the very yeah, least. Definitely. So I think it makes perfect sense for the most part, the guys they drop down. Um, the... The spot competition, battling for roster spots, is going to be interesting, mostly because of Byram and Timmons at the moment, I think. Now, there's some expectations that uh, someone might end up getting sent to the AHL if it's Timmons that can't hold down an NHL roster spot or whatever, but with Gilbert seemingly legitimately in the mix, at least for the taxi squad it's hard for the abs to run 90 i think in their expanded roster we'll put it that way yeah it's it really kind of just depends what's ej's status yeah because if they throw him on ir then they have seven days to do whatever they want with sure uh if they don't have him on ir then that removes a roster spot that they that they can kind of tinker with um, the big thing is, is that none of these guys have to go through waivers, so it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. The only thing is, is that if you demote a guy from the taxi squad to the AHL for him to come back, he has to spend seven days on the taxi squad before he's eligible to play for your NHL team. So you want to be careful with that. You know, yeah. you don't want to, you want to do, you can't just, you, you can willy nilly promote guys from taxi squad to active roster on the day of games. And you can go back and forth and and make tons of these paper transactions every day if you want to. But between AHL being on the AHL team and the taxi squad, you can't do that. You always another guy, right? You can't have zero defensemen on your taxi squad because then (laughs) if someone goes down, you're in trouble. Right. So that's the that's where, you know, and it's not like they're going to accidentally, you know, they're going to put themselves in a position where they, oh, we demoted the wrong guy, you know, like they'll know what the, they'll know what's going on. It's just this is this is how it's going to work. It's going to be very complicated all year long. Um we're going to see we're going to have to probably answer questions about this all year because <laughs> it's going to be like why are they doing all of these things and it's like well you know for the salary cap purposes roster spaces etc 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 
lots of reasons that they will be playing these little games every day. Yeah. I, I expect maybe not necessarily as, but there will certainly be some teams that are going to do some things that the NHL hasn't made fully clear how lenient their emergency call-up systems are going to be. So we're going to see some weird things happen with the rosters this year. There's just going to be some strange stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. So that's something we're going to have to get used to. Um, just something we're going to have to prepare for. That's life. You know, yep. right now, right now, you just look at the abs roster. They've got, we're two days from opening night. Uh, we are 20, right around 24, 26 hours from them having to set their opening night lineup. They've got 16 forwards, 10 defensemen, three goaltenders. So there are still some decisions to be made over the course of the next day. And they're off today. Yep. So we'll see. Morning practice and then cuts tomorrow, basically. Yeah. There's a, We have an 11 a.m. practice at Ball Arena. It's the first time we'll be able to get into actually put eyes on everything and see what's going on. So that'll be nice. Yep. Um, but, you know, they've still got decisions to make. Um, like I said, on, on defense and that goaltender, they're really kind of done. Just depend. It, it, the, what happens with Timmons is going to be interesting because he is either going to step up and play really well and they're going to say, eh, just keep going. Or, you know, EJ will come back and Byron will become available. And you Timmons know. is floating in between somehow. Yeah, Where, what, yeah, what do you do there? You know, maybe, maybe what they decide to do is if Timmons is playing really well, EJ comes back, probably not going to sit EJ for Timmons. But maybe that's where, you know, a Cole or a Graves comes in. Yep. And then, you know, you get you get Timmons in, and then, okay, when he has a tough, tough game, it's inevitable. Then maybe, you know, that's when Byron slots in. For sure. But trying to figure out how they're going to get these guys into games is going to be tough. Like without without injuries, and you don't you're not rooting for injuries. You're not like, hooray, a guy got hurt, you know. But they have they have enviable depth on defense this year, in that they have young guys that they want to get into games, but they've also got veterans who are still really solid NHL players. Where you're not in a hurry to get rid of them. Yeah, I. It's just a legitimately hard conversation on for the abs on how to fit everyone in. Uh, before we wrap up, wrap up this first period, I did want to ask you as well. You kind of already mentioned the salary cap dance a little bit, but if the abs were to cut no one from their current 28-man lineup, you would have to do your full 20-man lineup, starting lineup, two scratches, and then six on the taxi squad to get to 28. Yeah. Um, would you expect the Avs to realistically carry two scratches for most of the season? No. Okay. So maybe still a little bit more work to do then. Yeah. I have to cut likely uh, at least a one forward if they have 16 at the moment, maybe a defenseman as well and probably yeah. Gilbert. I think um, 
Yeah, we can get into this next next segment because I think it's an interesting conversation. All right, we will do just that. Then first up, we have Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Bar is closed today because y'all ate all our food. So don't come down <laughs> to the bar today because we're out of food. But tomorrow we'll be open. We will be open for opening night of the Avs as well. If you want to come on down and get a Breckenridge brew and some food, highly recommend it. And, you know, with the Avs, you can actually watch the Avs game at the bar. So that's nice. Wednesday night is first come, first serve, though. So if you really want to be there, I would get there at least 40 minutes before the game because we're going to fill up really fast. There you go. So yeah. make sure you get there early if you want to be there. Get yourself some Breck Brew. If you can't make it, you can always go to your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it near you. And we also have Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. It's been known to help with many different aches and pains. You can get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 on your first purchase or sign up for their subscription service and get 20% off every single time you buy. Excuse me. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo and AJ talking Avs lineup. So, the scratch situation for the Avs. They, with the way the taxi squad works, if they wanted to, they could run zero scratches every night. Yes. Because presumably with the emergency call-up leniency... Yeah, well, because you can, you have to promote guys off of the taxi squad to your active roster. Um, Whenever, basically. Before, before 5 p.m. Eastern of game day. Yep. So as long as you make the paper transaction by then, you're good. That guy's eligible to play. So if you wanted to get a Timmons into a game, you just promote him from the taxi squad onto your NHL roster, and then after the game, you move him off. Yep. So... It's it's a pretty simple way to min max your salary cap, I guess. It is because the sooner the sooner that they start to save money on uh, the sooner we, they they start to save that money on the daily cap hits, the more they'll be able to just put guys on there. Yep. Like and- as the season goes on, this won't be an issue. Right now, they can they can pretty much hold two more or less two minimum-ish contracts yep. on their roster. As needed. Two LCs, basically. You, you run no scratches for a month, and you've saved yourself an extra couple hundred K or whatever. And yeah, and then you'll, you'll be at the point where you do it for – they basically only have to do this for a month, and then they can put – they can fill up the roster if they want. Yep. So it's kind of – it's kind of a – it's just going to be a salary cap dance until they get to really the start of the AHL season. And then they can really start to make those decisions on a more permanent basis if they want. Yeah. If they don't, you know, they don't have to, but, you know. A penny saved is a penny earned there for the entire season, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's it, it's going to be down to a lot of factors, right? I mean... Of course, injuries are unpredictable and and where people move because of them, you just have to roll with the punches on that. But the interesting spots are where there are opportunities for players to take spots permanently, as as you've talked about with this Timmons and Byram situation. Mm -hmm. Up front, the man of the hour certainly seems to be Martin Kaut there, but 
Bednar for the second year in a row has not been shy about talking up Shane Bowers. Well, and Bowers, I think, is probably odd man out here, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I... They want to. I, I think that they they've made it pretty clear that that they like Kiefer Sherwood and they at least want to give him some, some time. kind of look. Yeah, yeah, and so that's a guy that you might see on a second night of a back to back or something. You know, Logan O'Connor. Logan O'Connor is interesting because you know what you're getting with him. This is not a projection. Yep, you're. That's a guy that's going to come in. He he can kill a penalty and he'll play fourth line minutes for you. But he should never break more than about ten minutes tops in a game. But these other guys, you know, Sherwood is probably the same, but they'll at least want to at least see what what's up there. But with Bowers and and Cout, you want to give them bigger roles. You want to see what they do in more, you know, more expanded 12, roles. Fourteen minutes, yeah, yeah, to get an idea because those are guys that you think you have a future with. In in bigger roles, if you were like with O'Connor, you were pretty comfortable with the idea. Well, hey, he's going to be this. This is the role he'll play for you. Then, you know, you wouldn't worry about it so much. But with Bowers, especially one year in the AHL, you, you know, he's. I think he's probably the guy that they will look at and say, when the AHL season gets going, he's kind of the guy. He'll be the guy that goes, I think. Wouldn't surprise me in the least, but I don't know what's happening in chat. The Avs aren't trading Eric Johnson, so you can uh, stop that yeah, thought right now. I don't. Look, there there might be a conversation at the end of the year, expansion draft considerations, salary considerations, things like that. They're not trading Eric Johnson until then. Certainly not. There's not even a conversation yeah. to be had about trading Eric Johnson until then. Yep. So that's not happening. Yeah. Um and to realistically, neither is Ian Cole. The soonest that you would even consider trading Ian Cole is the deadline. Yep. And even, I can't imagine them doing <clears throat> that move midseason as they're pushing. No. So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with just keeping the depth in case some, somebody takes Ian Cole's job and then gets hurt. You still have Ian Cole in the playoffs. Yep. Which is going to be better than Dennis Gilbert in the playoffs or going to be better than. Jacob McDonald in the playoffs, or whatever next guy up there might be. Better than claiming Callie Rosen, who's on waivers again, <laughs> by the way. Um, which which is kind of segueing into our next segment here. Of Over the last two days, we've seen a lot of players go on waivers. It's, it's kind of waiver season in the NHL. And, you know, as expected, the Avs haven't been very active in it because they don't need to be. But anyone interesting cross your feed there, AJ? I mean, really, there are a couple of skaters that I thought were interesting. Obviously, Tyler Johnson's still a decent NHL player. Yep. Four years left on a deal paying him $5 million, though. I would be really surprised if a team picked that up. You know, a team like LA or Detroit, everybody wants to connect those dots and say, oh, well, they're bad and... They can afford it and they can blah, 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 whatever. But that's a four-year commitment to that guy. It's either a four-year commitment to that guy or we're going to try and find, you know, you we have to find an answer. We have to find a taker for him in the future. Yep. And it's just, it's just causing you more problems down the road. So I don't, I don't know that Tyler Johnson gets 
claimed by anybody. This is his second time through, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> they tried there, this once already. There are actually only four teams right now, though, that would be cap compliant <laughs> enough to take him, and that's Detroit, New Jersey, Ottawa, and L.A. So and Those wow. are all teams in, that are rebuilding that just don't need not, a guy like that. It's not a contract that you look at and go, boy, that would be easy to flip. So those teams probably not super interested. Yeah, the other I think the other skater that that jumped out at me, and there were a number of them that I thought were interesting, but Derek Ryan was a guy that I was surprised to see on waivers. Uh, he's been a productive NHL player the last several years. Uh, after um, like a really circuitous route to the NHL, <laughs> where he played like Canadian University and ended up yeah. in Hungary and the KHL. All over the place, for sure. Yeah. And I remember Colorado was one of the teams that was in buying for his services when he came back to North America, and he ended up signing in Carolina. A decent, like, this is a decent player. And he's been a good defensive center that that has a little bit of production. Only one year left on his deal. We're talking about a guy that might be able to get claimed. I could see a team trying to trying to make room for him. Sure. Uh, there's a couple of guys we saw Detroit claim Noah Yulson today. Um, sure. you know, they've take- been they've they've been they've taken over Colorado's role as the team that that claims all of the reclamation former first round defensemen to just try and make it work. Yep. As as Chad is mentioning, both Corey Perry and Louis Erickson were waived as well. Microphone leak. Yep. Some big name, well, yeah, used like, to be big names, yeah. Yeah, some guys that used to be good NHL players that not not really very good anymore. So. Yep. Definitely uh, an interesting cast of, of, of guys left over as we see yeah. some of the old guards starting to get edged out. Of, of contract spots, even guys who have signed. So Well, and, and, you know, not all of these are, you know, a lot of with the taxi squad, like Corey Perry, Michael Frohley getting waived by Montreal. Those are probably taxi squad guys. Those are not like. Right. They'll be around for sure. Let's go. Let's go to that guy. You know, but it's for, in terms of an abs perspective, the only guys that we saw today that were of any interest was the list of goaltenders. It's not a great list. Uh, I tweeted out the list of the guys that I thought were intriguing. Um, Alex Lyon, Calvin Pickard, Oscar Dance, Anton Forsberg, Phoenix Copley, and Keith Kincaid. Cool. It's funny because my mentions are all full of, what about this guy? Or what about that guy? Or I like this guy. I like that guy. they're They're all the same guy. Yep. They're all a third goaltender. Yeah, they're all not good enough to be NHL regulars, but they're okay. They're 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 solid AHL options, and if they have to give you a couple of games in the NHL, you can probably survive. And so, if you, if you want a third fine. goaltender on the Avs taxi squad, pick one, get them for free, and and roll with it. If you got the 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 guys in the, our chats that are asking about expansion draft, we did we did entire episodes on this. So. Yep. Just go back in not not even that long ago into the abs uh, in, into our archive here on DNBR YouTube channel. Um, you can see full we did full episodes on the Vegas expansion draft and what the lessons to be learned from that, what the abs should do for the expansion draft, and then we selected one. We we built a team for Seattle. So all the expansion questions, I will refer you guys to those pods. 
full uh full confidence in that for now we yeah. maybe we'll do an update at the end of the season when it's oh we definitely in, but... things will have changed 100 percent. but all this all this stuff about what do we want to do in the expansion no, we did full episodes on this already so you guys can go check those out after this is done right now even if you want it it's fine we we've got that for you it's just we did it already <laughs> For um, today's show, we're we're still focusing on the current Avs roster. <laughs> yeah, and trying to get cut down to the twelve forwards. So they've got the twelve that we know that they like. That gives them the four extra guys right now. That's O'Connor, Sherwood, Cout, and Bowers. Yep. Sherwood cleared waivers today. Fine. Yep. <laughs> I. He hasn't. We haven't gotten an official notice today that they've sent him down to the AHL after his clearing, which is what happened yesterday. All of those guys that they put on waivers before that cleared, and they they demoted they've all of them. Yeah. So they clearly like Sherwood. They're going to keep him around. Um, cool. That's fine. I. The fact that they're only keeping one of these AHL vets around has to be has to feel like a victory of some kind. Definitely. From the prospect the from the prospect side of things because we were we were concerned that the the taxi squad was going to be TJ Tynan and Sheldon Dries and Kiefer Sherwood and Kyle Burrows and it ends up being only Sherwood with yeah. the likes of Cal Gilbert Byram right. Bowers maybe it's all it's all prospects or it's all young guys on ELCs that are um you don't have to worry about uh, waivers yep for sure so, that's the that's the big thing. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's the biggest reason why we're not like okay, here's the roster is because we're not totally sure yet which guys are which guys are doing what because there's the the guys that are still around don't have to go through waivers. Can they can move them around at any time. Yep, exactly. So going to be some fluidity there. Yeah. Uh, and I imagine even the guys that some of the guys that are on the AHL team right now will be coming up at some point on at least to the taxi squad. Yeah, and some of the young guys like a Bowers, I hope not, but maybe a Cout. You know, certainly I think a Timmins. Yeah, is going to end up in the in the like, AHL playing games when that season if, actually. Gets if going. only to just get games for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um. So I'm otherwise I'm not claiming anybody off waivers except the third goaltender, and they can claim the third goaltender and keep him on the active roster. It just means that they would have to be even more careful about the cute little roster cap games that they play for sure we can take our second period break there with DraftKings sportsbook the number one rated sportsbook app out there that has amazing odds boost bets for you every single week you can see at the bottom of the screen there when you sign up with code dnvr you can get a one thousand dollar sign up bonus and while the holiday season may be over the sports calendar is in full swing this week we have nhl basketball and football both professional and collegiate all playing live all over the place. So there's plenty of action to get in on to celebrate this year's football playoffs. Drafts Kings is also giving every new account the chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional football games at 100 to 1 odds. That's right. You have the chance to win $100 by betting just $1 on football this weekend. So 
why not jump on it? 101 odds. It's worth worth throwing a buck out there to maybe win yourself some big money over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Remember to let them know we sent you, you know, kind of helps out when when we're helping out our sponsors do that to get that 101 odds when you sign up on any football game this weekend again code dnvr for a limited time only must be 21 or older colorado only restrictions apply see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook there um uh, do we have a situation developing outside of no. hockey right now? We're good, no, we're okay. good for right now. All right. So for now, let's talk about this question from Caleb in our chat. Do we trust our goalies heading into the season and how short a leash for Gru and Frankie? Uh, well, he's not well, going to trade for Flurry, but in terms of in terms of a leash, poor play hasn't been a consistent problem. So as long as they're healthy, the leash will be all season. And. Bednar did talk a little bit the other day where expectations are Grubauer is the starter and they want to play him in about 65% of the games. Which so, is right where you're in line with where you would think. Yep. It's, let's see, quick math. That's 36 mm-hmm. games for Grubauer of the 56. So about a 36-20 split. I'm good with that. Yep. It's, seven, uh, seven back-to-backs. There's seven of them right there. Another you find 13 other games 13 pretty games easily. And when the Avs are playing like four and seven and things like that. But <clears throat> it's the goalie situation. While it has not been defined for the future, I think it's still pretty clear to the Avs right now that Grubauer is the starter until he's not. They don't have yeah. to do anything fancy with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, if they're gonna if they're gonna do something else at that position, it'll happen after the year. You you just very rarely see in season starting goaltender moves for contenders. Like one of the last big in season goalie moves that we had was Ryan Miller, and think about how long ago that was. Ryan Miller from Buffalo to St. Louis, and it didn't work. Has it? I mean, since literally the Avs going out and getting Patrick Waugh in season, has it ever worked? I mean, Craig Anderson to Ottawa worked out okay for them. I don't, it didn't work out that year, but long time line, yeah, yeah. But it's just not, it's not a thing that you see very often. There's so much to adjust to for a goaltender. Do you have to? You have new coaching. You have a whole new team in front of you. You've got new routines. You've got everything is such a, a major adjustment that all of it matters for a goaltender. And it's just, it's a it's a difficult thing. And especially in a 56-game season. You're already you know, in a sprint, yeah. Yeah, like Leonard last year is about as successful as it gets. I mean, you remember Ben Bishop went to L.A. a few years ago? Yep. Behind Jonathan Quick? Like, which I guess technically worked, but it's not like Bishop did a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. 
it's just not really a thing that you see a lot of historically speaking and it's it's it would be hard to find a deal that really makes sense where are you gonna where are you gonna get a guy from you know who's offering up goaltenders right now like maybe columbus yeah it, it <clears throat> not only do you have to find a team that's willing to part with their goaltender that's out of the playoffs yeah that goaltender needs to actually make you better right you can't go out and get another group hour type otherwise what's the point yep you're going for a legitimate upgrade and those guys just aren't like teams just aren't making them available so, I don't think, as far as the starting goaltending position in Colorado, I don't think we're, I, I think it's set for the season, barring a major injury early on. Of course. Pre-deadline, I should say. Um, I don't I don't think we're seeing anything. Yep. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense otherwise. That's why, when it comes to a third goalie situation, I mean, first of all, I'm still a strong believer that you don't give up assets for a third goaltender anyway. But Yeah, waiver day when there are seven decent guys on waivers at the same time, this would have been the time to do it. Yep. Maybe they do. We don't even know. I 100% do not expect that to happen, but there would be logic to it if they did it instead of them having to trade something down the road. For sure. And. You know, they may be comfortable running Hunter Miska with the taxi squad or whatever, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things that definitely nitpicky from our end, but we'll Well, see how it develops. There isn't a whole lot else for us to get into when it talks about this roster. Yep. We're pretty solid, man. I mean, to be honest with you, look at their depth right now. They have... They have 12 surefire NHL players set and forget on their roster. And then their immediate backups appear to be two first round pick, two recent first round picks in Cout and Bowers, and then Sherwood and an undrafted kid who's torn up the AHL and totally proven that he belongs in Logan O'Connor. Yep. Like good solid depth there. And then on defense. Dennis Gilbert's got NHL games. He's a he's a, was a I think a third round pick a couple of years ago. Like good pedigree. I think Dennis Gilbert is fine as a depth defenseman. And then obviously Connor Timmons and Bowen Byron are just sitting there. Yep. Before you even get into your classic like AHL guys, so they don't need anybody. They don't need any of these skaters off waivers. They don't need to fill their roster out like this anymore. They just don't need to. Yeah, we've talked about it. Realistically, they probably didn't need to do it last year either before, you know, the injury apocalypse happened. Um, yeah. but and, and obviously the Nachushkin move worked out great for them, clearly. But it, it wasn't a necessary move with the depth that that organization had. And this year they're even deeper than that. So, yeah, I mean, we talk about we look at the Nachushkin move as like, a, oh, what a you know what a savvy find. But if Colin Wilson's healthy, that may never happen. Yep. You know, like so it it, it <laughs> injuries are just part of the equation. Well, and when you when you factor those in this year, their their depth is now their youth is is their is their actual depth at this point. It doesn't yep. need to be. Dries and Magna and Tynan and Vecchioni and Salamaki. It doesn't need to be those guys. When you get five guys, when you get five injuries deep, 
There isn't a single team in the NHL that's like, oh, yeah, we still got this. <laughs> Very true. You're just getting by at that point. You know, you look at some of the bottom sixes around the league. You know, you look at like Winnipeg's bottom six. Calton Bowers would be on that team. There are a handful of teams in the league that the Avs would have players in their bottom six, probably not even as like their third injury replacement. <laughs> I mean, look at look at Arizona's forward core. Yeah. Yeah, it's after moving out a couple pieces, they're they're a bit yikes. Leave yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some like young guys that that are of interest there, but I mean, <laughs> Drake Kajula, Freddie Gauthier, who I think got waived today, Dryden Hunt, John Hayden, like they signed Derek Broussard, and that was a legit upgrade for them. At this point, I just I don't know. Uh, the Josh Jose thing, Jose thing is funny because he's an Isles prospect and people think I would naturally love him. I just don't think he's very good. Um, the, it's it's funny because like at the Isles, every year that they extend him a qualifying offer, it's like just just free Josh Jose and get him out of there, and then he goes on waivers in the entire league. Says no thanks. I. Very selfishly, I don't want the Evs to get Josh Hosang because I don't want to do an entire show on why it's okay that he wears number 66. I and and like I don't know that Hosang even has ongoing attitude issues anymore. And he did a few years ago, he had a big chip on his shoulder. You don't really hear much about it anymore. Kind of like with Taylor Hall, all of the incidents that people reference were years ago. I about people grow up when they get older. <laughs> well, and I just don't, I don't know that I don't know that it's an ongoing problem. If it is, you don't hear about it like you used to. Um, I just don't, I just don't think he's that good. You know, a limited NHL sample convinced the analytics crowd that they should take a chance on him. I would be fine. Like I would not begrudge a team for, for taking a swing on him. You know, talent is talent, right? But it, where, how do the Avs even fit him, though? Because, like we said, there's yeah, Cal already, there's Bowers already, there's O'Connor already. He doesn't fit in Colorado. The Avs are, at the moment, the Avs are past the point where every single time a guy goes on waivers or a guy comes available, it's like, should the Avs go get this guy? Your default answer should be no. Yeah, for sure. So, Casey Sezikis, no, thank you. <laughs> Not interested. I. He's a great dude, but he's comically overpaid, and he just no. He's not, not very good. Not worth fitting into the lineup. No. All right. Well, we got you. We got you covered on random Isles players coming to yeah. Colorado. We are acutely capable of covering that on this podcast um for the abs though heading into this season the taxi squad fluidity presents an interesting opportunity that we don't see contending teams get a lot and every team has injuries every team has to deal with them but the abs lineup has the ability to be 
pretty darn fluid this year and get away with it a lot of the time. Yeah, and I think that the hotter start that they have, the more distance because of how this playoff format is, um, the more distance they put themselves between even missing, just missing the postseason, not even necessarily winning the uh, the division. I think that you might, we might start to see, you might see the last 15, 10 to 15 games of the season get used as a, let's play some of the younger guys together and see how it goes. Yeah. We've talked about it before and, you know, hockey players are a different breed. They're never going to want rest, but sometimes that's what's in the best interest of the team. A healthy EJ for the playoffs is far more important than a healthy EJ in game 45 of the year. Yeah. Um, is it actually Michael Hedden's birthday, or am I being memed again? No, this see, this is if it's the John Elway thing, we can just wish him a happy birthday every day. Okay, there you go. I've, I've I've already fallen for this meme once, so yeah, I might as well with, fall for it again. I'm good with that. We hope <laughs> we hope Michael Hedden Jr. has the greatest of birthdays. <laughs> there you go, perfect. Uh, so. Zaxonition, no. Again, they don't need any Totally skaters. unproven guy, yeah. They don't need skaters. The only thing on waivers that's interesting is a third goaltender, basically. Yeah. Or the and when, when Toronto held back Arendelle, they knew. Yep. Because Arendelle would have been the, like, I don't know, there would have probably been 12 claims on him before he <laughs> ever got close to Colorado. Probably true. Wasn't going to sit in Toronto. It had they waived him, but yeah, that would have been that would have been the guy um, that I would have been. I would have pounded the table and been like Arendelle. Yes. Um, otherwise, no. <laughs> I'm uh, honest. Like I would love to bring back Calvin Pickard because I don't care if he plays right. ever. Just because he's, he's the, an awesome dude. Yeah, he's the kind of personality that would handle it extremely well. I mean, he's a competitor. He'd want to play. But that's the kind of guy, that's the kind of happy-go-lucky guy that they could get into their locker room, and he would be a great fit for them. And he would come and he would work, but he would kind of bring some of the levity that they lost in the room when they got rid of Barry. Sure. And you need you need some of those personalities to balance themselves Lighten out. Lighten the room a little bit. Yeah, you look at... Um, I, 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 wish Drew was, uh, I wish Drew was watching right now because... You look at the Rockies as a great example of a team the last couple of years. They needed somebody to lighten up that room because their their leadership core are all captain serious. They needed somebody, they needed somebody to come and kind of let the hair down, you know. Yeah. When they lost uh when they lost Gerardo Parra, he was a very happy-go-lucky and fun guy. He was a big part of their their room. And and help keep them level, you know, remind them that it's fun. They play a children's game for a living and make millions of dollars, so lighten up. Right. <laughs> yeah, like have a little fun. Like go enjoy batting practice today, even though you're in a in a slump or whatever. And they they could certainly use some of that. I I don't think that their room like lacks fun. You know, they've got some fun young younger players that have those more jovial personalities. But Picks is great like that. And just knowing him that way, I would say he would be he would be a great guy to pick up. You don't even you do not at all care about putting him in an NHL game. You're not picking him up for that. As as vaguely sober referenced here, I talked about this with some people a couple of weeks ago in the DNVR Discord. 
which, by the way, join the DNVR Lounge if you're a member and you haven't yet. Come talk live about all sorts of stuff. Um, getting a guy like that is cool, but in my mind, this is a waiver idea only. You don't give up assets for anything like that. Do you agree, or would you be willing to give up a late-round pick for something like that? I would rather just give up an A, give up Kyle Burroughs. Okay, sure. Then a pick, but I don't feel that strongly. Okay, because I I don't see how a third goaltender, regardless of how good they are in the room, just don't give up anything for him. <coughs> Calvin Pickard's on waivers today. You just claim him and keep him. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's the point. That's yeah. when it's they don't free, when they right? don't claim anybody today, and this is still a thing tomorrow. I'm done talking about it. There you go. Until a goaltender injury pops up. And then but until that happens, somebody, I'm, yep. Yeah, I'm done talking about it tomorrow because I'm one, I'm sick of it. And two, <laughs> I can't stress enough that that the only reason we talk about it as much as we do is because there just really isn't a whole lot left on the roster for us to criticize. Yeah, the Avs are good, it turns out. Yeah, and we that's not to that's not to say that all we look for are things to be critical of, but we also hype up the team plenty on our show, so it's not you know. Don't worry. When they when they lose a game, we'll be critical. <laughs> well, yeah, and then people will accuse us of finding like, oh, you guys are yeah. so negative all the time. I don't know how I don't know how y'all do it, chat. Props to y'all for thinking we're homers and that we're too negative at the same time. It's impressive, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really. To me, it, to me, that just says that we're doing it right. <laughs> because if everybody told us that we were one or the other, I'd worry. Yep. We're somewhere in the middle. <laughs> um, all right. Final thoughts here on the Avs roster as we know it now. As we said, you know, there still may be one or more, one or two more cuts to make. They still might go out and get a third goaltender, but this has got to be top two deepest teams in the league. Honestly, it, it really legitimately is. Uh, you, you look at where some of these guys are. The only reason that we're not talking about getting a count in the lineup is because Nachushkin worked out. Yep. And you keep in mind, like, they let Matt Nieto go. For nothing. Like, and he signed Wilson, a minimum if Colin, contract. <laughs> if Colin Wilson's hip hadn't just fallen apart on him. Like, they had good players. Yep. That were still around, you know? Like, that they just and they're need, yeah they're in this position again this year with Belmar and Calvert where it's like they can they're probably looking at the last year of these guys and then just letting them walk. Yep, that's it's just part of the turnover game in hockey where the Avs hopefully it certainly seems like they have the bullets in the chamber of these young kids to replace those types of players to play yeah. the salary cap game. They're ready to go, man. Like this is I'm I'm kind of sick of talking about it. I'm ready to do this. Let's let's roll. Yep. Let's get into the season. Let's play some games. You and I are ready. Post game pods after every game. We're gonna do a ton of pods. Yep. There's so many weekends. There are gonna be multiple weeks of us doing pods seven days a week. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh I hope you're ready for more DNVR Avalanche pods and content. Obviously, we've been wrapping up content ramping up even content over the past couple weeks but 
we're going to have everything under the sun this season. Videos, articles, audio, you mm-hmm. name it. All over at thednvr.com. So give us a like on this video. That helps us out a ton. Subscribe if you have really enjoyed our content. And if you if you love us and you're not subscribed to thednvr.com, consider heading on over there to get all of our extra content that isn't on YouTube as well. We're going to get out of here. Hopefully I haven't been too sniffly today. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed. We do have Colorado rugby as well as right here. Infinity park in Glendale is known as rugby town USA. In fact, the facility was recently designated the rugby town national training center, which means it's home to the USA Eagles, men and women's rugby 15 teams. The training center is experiencing experimenting with a new concept training crossover athletes to become rugby players. So guys like, Jalen Robinson? I don't know how to say that guy's name. I'm sorry. Uh, he played in the AAF, AAF and XFL. So a football player and son of Glenn Robinson. They're taking football players. They're taking other high-end athletes. They're turning them into rugby stars. That's what they're doing here, making that sport pretty awesome to watch, top to bottom. So be sure to check out all of that rugby news right over on DNVR Rugby. Follow their Twitter account. Give a listen to the podcast where we have Colton Strickler covering everything rugby, including 101 pods if you're new, so you can learn the game and learn why it's awesome to watch dudes just totally maul each other on a rugby field. Go check it out today. We are out of here for this podcast. We do have Kale McCarr's season preview coming up tonight on this very YouTube channel. You're going to want to watch that one. Uh, it's it's pretty all right. 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Hope you all will check it out. Did the hype get kind of crazy on that one? Did it? I think I think it got pretty crazy. Maybe not quite McKinnon levels of crazy, but... I feel like it got pretty intense. I think, it, I think it's pretty up there. So, you know, if you want that Homer vibe, go, uh, go check yeah. that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, hope to see you there. We'll all be in the live chat and uh, chilling on that. But until then, we will talk to y'all later. There you go. Subscribe and stuff, please. Thank you.